must have forgot, forgot, forgot. When they spoke of my gold medals and soul career, let's look back at my whole career, cause y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. The best pound for pound is mine, hit Percy Harris with four hooks at one time. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Bernard Hopkins and Walter IBF The right was hurt, beat him with the left Y'all must have forgot, forgot Salutations out there This is the Fly Starter Crew Coming back at you with a brand new podcast I am TKO I got my main man K-Bad What's up y'all And my man Boss Off What's up Bob? Man, I ain't even <laughs> I ain't even want to be <laughs> I gotta go get me some more of that cream over yo I don't know what the hell y'all be talking about, young. These niggas press. Hey, hey, young. You know what's faulty already when you say he slicing cream over, young. <laughs> we hate cream over, young. There's only one nigga that like cream over. Who could that be? Oh, man, Danny Foxworth. What's up, Danny? Yo, I have reached the mountaintop in podcasting. Y'all are my all-time favorite podcast from... Glenarden Giddy up to <laughs> I'm sorry I'm bring, bringing up old shit man I'm, I'm kind of gasped kind of gasped right now man bro K-Bad K-Bad looking at pencil you ain't taking no shit <laughs> he tapping that pencil fast as shit too boy them, them, yeah. <laughs> the veins popping uh-huh. in that neck uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> hey what's good y'all um Danny Foxworth uh, first timer. I'm now in the rarefied air with uh, Rod and Luki Dog. I don't know mm-hmm. if y- y'all y'all may or may not get some Monte Ellis out of me, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, man. I got a uh, text from Rick early. He's like, "Yo, Danny gonna be on." You just don't know how happy he is, and I was like, "Bruh, he should have been on, young. We just lazy, young." That's all it is. There's so many people that should have been on this podcast a yeah. long time ago, man. But, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Mr. A. Coffee, Little Brothers, yep. um, motherfucker, yep. um, Bushrod, yep. uh, Charmaine. Like, man. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We terrible, y'all. But CCA. You know. Don't forget about CA. It's yeah. CA. Um, yeah. My arch nemesis. Yeah. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> CA everybody arch nemesis at one time or another, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's my dog, <laughs> but that is my internet arch nemesis, though. Yeah, don't say nothing bad like about group. Tony Delk, boy. That's that's DEFCON 1 right there. <laughs> <laughs> dog, it was like, I think it was last week, him and Leonard Brothers got into it about something, and dog, Leonard tried to do a, a Nasia Little agenda. I'm like, good God, this, how, this, how yeah. far have we fallen, bro? Man, dog, you escaped no problem on the barrel there. <laughs> Nasia Little. Yeah. I'm like, all right, man. I get it, man. Tony Duck was um, Ram Man at one time, you know, in the live action. He was. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Ram Man. Tony Duck had a monkey chest, too. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't see it under the armor, you know? Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah. Get the hell out of that basketball, but, man. This nigga CA got the Excel file waiting right now, you know? <laughs> Bro and, and uh, K Bad talking about talking about monkey chest niggas. It made me. You just you just triggered another favorite moment of mine, man. I'm sorry to get off topic, but I remember when um this dude sending an email talking about how his brother his cousin wanted to know how he could send his 
taped to the NFL for the combine because he could bench press 225 pounds 68 times. <laughs> I, ain't never, I ain't never heard Bob cook that hard in my life. And I, and I specifically remember, I specifically remember K-Mac going, man, this old monkey chest ass nigga. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh man, God dang, I took the hoodie I'm, off already, man. I'm already, already sweating, bro. Yeah, so um funny thing the other day, Danny hit me up because Danny, um, plug, has a new podcast. We'll talk about that in a second. And um he asked me to come on and I was like, you know, just um let me know the deets and uh, I'll make it happen or whatever. So I just read like eight o'clock or whatever and I was trying to um like leave work yesterday but of course I had a fucking meeting I was a principal on and shit man so they were holding me there and shit everybody was at home but I was trying to like when I take meetings I try to be in the office and you know have that camera up like yeah niggas you know if anybody peeking in I'd be at work whatever so I was trying to get home whatever and when I got home I was like let me just hit Danny and uh, make sure it's um, at 8 o'clock I saw that fucking date and I was like man thank goodness I ain't hit him up and, um, looking this unprofessional and niggerish and not reading it that shit in plain black and white or whatever. So when um, <laughs> Bob hit us earlier on the day, um, again, y'all, Bob's not dead. He's not being held um, in Ukraine or anything like that. You know, he's just working or whatever. When um, he hit us up, I was like, man, this would be a perfect opportunity to get Daniel here because, first of all, he should have been on here and um, he has a new podcast and, you know, always want to get, you know, some additional ears and eyes on your product. So, Danny, tell us um, what your new podcast is, what it's about, and um, where people can find it. Man, appreciate you giving me the floor, man. Um, I got a baseball podcast called At the Plate with Danny Foxworth. And for the longest time, I wanted to do a podcast, but I just didn't know what I could do it about. And it wasn't until I spent enough time on Twitter to realize that there were, well, just to back it up, baseball is my first love as far as sports goes. And being on Twitter and seeing the amount of fellow black folks that enjoy baseball as much as I do, and seeing that they all root for different teams, I'm like, that might be my lane right there. So I'm going to give it a shot. So back in November, I started sending just sending messages out to all the people I knew that were in the baseball. And they all said, yeah, we'll be on. So right now I'm at about 26 guests. And out of those 26 guests, there's like 22 different teams to talk about. So just wanted to make sure that the conversation stay fresh with these different teams and I also have another podcast called Since We Last Spoke. Those, that one is um, just like personal thoughts slash childhood anecdotes, random thoughts, podcast recommendations. That one isn't, that's, that one's not going to be out as frequently as At The Plate. But, yeah, those are both just, uh, those are my podcast projects slash labors of love. And, yeah, I'm going to have KBAT on in a couple weeks, and then TKO is going to be on the week after K bad, and yeah, I'm just uh just excited to get this thing off the ground. Man, congratulations, dog! Absolutely. Thanks, man. Actually, just knocked out an episode for for at the plate before I got on here. What team did you cover? The Yankees with this okay. guest. All right. So I will be the Baltimore Orioles guest for people that take care. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. And of course, I'll be the Mets. Queens get the money. You know it. Mm-hmm. All right, fellas. Um, let's jump into what the hell are we talking about, man? Uh, 
NBA. Let's jump into some NBA real quick. Um, K-Ban, you out, right? Yeah, unless you, I mean, I don't really have anything to really say about what's going on with John Moran because it seems like it's a lot, and I'm I'm not that read up on it. I've just been so damn busy focusing on everything else at work, but. Um, John Moran, as far as what? Um, just the, the, the shit he was getting into with um, his boys, or is it something new? Well, something came out today, and, and, and I, I, I hesitate to, to really touch on it because. I didn't read as much on it as maybe I should have if I am going to speak on it. But from what I got from him, he got into an altercation with a 17-year-old kid. Oh, Jesus Christ. And assaulted him. Yeah. Um, somebody at work who is, um, used to live in Memphis, considers himself like a you know, native of Memphis, big Christmas fan, tried to tell me, like, oh, that's the old news, blah, blah, blah. John Moran is an angel. He wouldn't do such things and all this other shit. But... <laughs> Um, the Washington Post came out with it today, and then I say about an hour ago, I saw something else on Twitter, like maybe two months after last year's playoffs, his mom got into it with a, an employee at Finish Line, I believe in a uh, Memphis area Finish Line, and she called Ja, he showed up to the mall with like nine other people, and got into it with like mall security, then the police came, and he I asked like, you know, what time does dude get off or some shit like that? And then like one of his boys like assaulted the dude and all it's just like a whole it's just a lot of shit going on around that dude right now, man. I just So it's yeah. a family thing. I, I don't know what's going on with him, but um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll uh, wait till we get some more, um, some more facts to speak on this. But um, just saying, you know, um, all of all was doing was talking. And yeah, niggas was yeah. niggas was losing their fucking mind. So, not that I want people like niggas to get fried, young. Know, that's not my objective in life, young. Know, but yeah, keep the same energy. That's all. Yeah. If talking warrants all that, the niggas getting assaulted, motherfuckers having laser pointers on, on team buses and shit and getting ready to fight in the court, yeah. Keep that same energy. That's all I ask. Fair? Yeah, it should be. Right. Yeah, but you know, people like Jada, so it's different. Oh, yeah, that shit works. Um, speaking of them, I think they, um, did they play Lakers? Last night they played Lakers tonight. I think they played them last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They lost them last night. Hey, so, so yeah, real man, quick, um, real quick, real quick, because I know there's a lot of people out there, like, yeah, y'all should just get the facts or whatever, but, so I'm just going to read this real quick. All right. Mm-hmm. The more details have emerged regarding John Morant's alleged assault of a minor during a pickup game, basketball game at the Grizzly Stars' home. TMZ first reported that a 17-year-old had filed a lawsuit in September after he claimed that Morant and another man struck him multiple times. On Wednesday, the Washington Post revealed more information about the incident. So, yeah, it was something that happened, and, and you know, they were... It's not necessarily a new story, but you know, the Washington Post today gave more details about what happened. So, on Wednesday, the Washington Post revealed more information about the incident, including how Morant and the NBA have reacted to the allegations. 
Last summer, Morant hosted a pickup basketball game at his home. A local high school player caught a hard pass from Morant to check the ball in, and he threw a similarly hard pass back. That sparked an assault that led to injuries for the high school, according to the Washington Post reporting. The teenager told uh, police Morant then put his chin on the boy's shoulder and asked his friend, do I do it to him? The friend responded, yeah, do it. Morant then punched the boy in his jaw, the boy told police, and without warning, the friend struck him on the other side. I fell to the ground, trying to cover my face so I won't get hit in the face, the boy told police. I got started getting hit, punched in my head, everything else. The teenager claimed that Morant struck him 12 to 13 times and the friend hit him four or five times. He was up with a large knot on the side of his head per a police report. He told police that Morant then went inside and came back outside with his gun tucked into his pants. His dad was yelling at him like, no, 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 go back, go back in the house, he said. The teenager lawsuit, which the family attorney confirms to the Washington Post has been filed, is currently under seal. Morant claimed that he acted in self-defense according to transcripts of Morant's interview with the police obtained by the Washington Post. He acknowledged that he swung first, but he portrayed the teenager as the aggressor because he threw the ball at his head and stepped toward him. The, the ball was, to me, the first hit, Morant said. While detectives mentioned the accusation about Morant's gun, they did not ask Morant whether the description of the defense was accurate. The Washington Post also reported that Morant filed a police report weeks after the incident because he felt the teenager had threatened his family when he said, I'm going to come back and light this place up like fireworks. Morant's agent, Tim Tanner, has referred to the allegations that unsubstantiated rumors and gossip have been put out by people motivated to tear John down and taunt his reputation for their own financial gain. The incident with the teenage boy was purely self-defense, Tanner said, and again, after this was fully investigated by law enforcement, they came to the decision not to charge John with any crime. An NBA spokesperson to the Washington the League takes allegations of an inappropriate conduct very seriously, adding that all teams are required to report incidents involving players and law enforcement. The Grizzlies declined to comment on the situation. So let me see if I can find something about this damn. Because again, I just want to, you know, just give people. Um, right. The facts or as they've been portrayed in the media. So this story also came out today. Uh, John Moran accused of threatening mall security in Memphis and punched a teenage boy last summer. So I read that story about um, about that. Um, Memphis Grizzlies All-Star guy, this is on CBS Sports. All-Star guy John Moran accused of threatening the head of security at a Memphis mall last summer per a police report obtained by the Washington Post again. In the report, the security guard said Moran made threatening remarks while a person the Grizzlies guard shoved the director. The altercation started after Moran's mother had a dispute with an employee at a finish line store within the mall, which led her to call her son. Upon arrival, Moran and the people that came with him were told to leave by the head of security, and they refused, prompted police to arrive. A quote-unquote verbal confrontation transpired, and then a member of Moran's group pushed the security guard in the head. According to the police report, Moran then said, let me find out what time he gets off, which made the guard want to file a report as he felt threatened. In my Moran's statement, no arrests were made in the incident. And then I didn't know that they were so close together. And four days after that incident at the mall is when the whole thing happened with the 17 year old kid at his house. Wow. This nigga crashing. He, could, he could be innocent and all this shit, but then again, like I would say, with his smoke. So. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. And like it's on, like you mentioned in January, the NBA is getting a separate incident involving the Clayton's of Morant. After a game between the Grizzlies and the Pacers, members of Indiana's traveling party told The Athletic that someone in an SUV that Morant was traveling in shined a red laser at them. 
they believed it was a gun out of the NBA said it could not corroborate that any individual threatened others with a weapon. Bruh. Uh, that's what? Three incidents, young? Um, yeah. League need to get on that, because this ain't even just about him, young. Like, he's one of the faces of the league. If some shit go, go left, young, like, you can't yada yada just like fucking draws credit in him, like, because he wasn't no, no fucking star. This this would be a, a big ass black eye on the fucking league if some shit go left and everything is pointing to it getting worse and worse. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Can't move like that when you're the face of the league, man. No. And you shouldn't even want to move like that if you And who all these niggas you with? <laughs> Nine motherfuckers showed up. Hey man. Old boy need help, young, like we want to like keep our keep our place at that motherfucking table at the club, young. Like I'm going. I don't know about you. I'm showing up, young. Yeah, dog. I, I... <laughs> yeah, young. Dog. If you Every... him know, like nine, like come on, young. Every fucking like I know they have classes and fucking like you know media training boot camp and all shit for rookies or whatever man every like i don't know if it's part of the fucking like like video package but everybody needs to see that fucking interview with ice t back in the day talking about entourages you know you know, you know the joint talking about nah i don't mm-hmm. i don't fresh my memory yeah man like um ice cube had this joint like it might have been on like like the qd3 um beef cds or something like that um dvds or whatever and he was like man everybody has an entourage is full of niggas who are trying to prove why they need to stay in the entourage and be everywhere because they ain't got shit else going on. So when it's just like the possibility of some beef popping up, like you, your crew and like another crew, man, like you can feel the tension because it's just like full of a bunch of fucking wolves all trying to prove to the main nigga that they belong there. Mm-hmm. So they'll mm-hmm. do anything, whether there's like real conflict, you know, to be had or not. You know, like they just want some action to prove that they, that they like, you know, um, pulling their weight and shit, man. Because they don't got nothing else other than fucking street skills, young. So, of course, you're not going, like, hopefully, young, young niggas ain't out there fucking running dope and shit on road trips or whatever. But when you in the club or you anywhere in the public and shit, man, these niggas going to show out to prove that they belong. And you said this, point, this was Ice. That's what I'm trying to think. Is I had, like, all them beef. Was it Q or Ice so I mean, it was I see, but he's being interviewed by somebody, and I okay. I, I want I want to say I remember some music in the background. That was kind of like the the, the trademark of like the QD three beef beef CDs. They always had like you know like a little track playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm thinking that it was that man, but yeah, like I used, go Siri, young. This is gonna be left out, Christian, man. Nope. Not even in front of company. She can't help herself. This is like three straight weeks. Man. <laughs> she yeah. Huh? So, um, but yeah, like, but like, Ice was like, yeah, man, it's your job as the 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 bank, the, the money maker, whatever, to weed them dudes out because they can ruin your whole fucking career. That's true. Yeah, in a lot of these cases, though, man, these niggas actually encourage this shit, and you know, from their council, um, you know, we just heard like, if it's true, you know, like. He called him nine niggas, so yeah, he part of it. Yeah. 
man. Kid got so much talent, such a bright future ahead of him, man. Like, I would hate for this shit to end with some dumb shit, you know. Is you going to the mall to trying to prove something to what the mall security? I mean, I don't know, bro. I you fight teenagers, dog. I yeah, that's the that. thing I can't get past. <laughs> yeah, man. He checked ball too hard, so I'm swung on him. So what? At your house. At your house. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hopefully, um, these events are a bit exaggerated, and um, either way, hopefully, like, you know, the league, hate to say it, but maybe scare some sense into him, you know? Like, you know, the way you're moving is not going to be conducive moving forward, and you need to get together. Yeah, because what's most important is that nobody thinks he's corny, right? Man... Y'all want to get into that now? Or, or Might as well. Might as well. So, Danny, are you up, are you up on the um, corny nigga conversation, you know? No, I'm not. Please, go on. Can you, um, didn't you send the original clip? The clip of L'Oreal interviewing uh, Michael B. Jordan, yes, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you just want to um, give a, a brief recap of what that was. Yeah, so uh, L'Oreal, yeah, I may remember her um, from, if you're not aware, she was on um, She Was Love and Hip Hop. Yep. Yeah. She was, she was and, an aspiring um, rapper at one time, and she was married yes. by Angela E. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so I don't know what the outlet is that she was working for, but she was working the red carpet um, for the premiere of Creed, Creed Three, And she was interviewing Michael B. Jordan. Um, so for those that don't remember, um, this was a, maybe about a year ago, maybe two years ago, something like that. Uh, she mentioned, I believe it was on the podcast that she did with Angela Yee. Lip service. Yeah, I think it was on lip service, but I could be wrong about that. But um, she did mention that she went to, I think, high school in Newark with Michael B. Jordan. And back then... She said that people at school thought that Michael B. Jordan was corny. Like, he used to, you know, walk around, you know, his, I'm not saying he walked around school, like, carrying his headshot, like, passing him out, whatever, but people knew that he had headshots on him, and he was an inspiring actor, and people just thought that he was corny, like, his name was Michael Jordan, and she said, like, he was no Michael Jordan on him, so on and so forth, so... Uh, she's on the red carpet and she starts to introduce him and she, you know, starts the interview by saying, like, for those don't know, you and I go way back when we went to high school and, and knew it together. And that's when he just kind of played, and to me, this is how it came off, like, to me, he kind of playfully said, like, hey, I was the corny guy, remember? And she was like, no, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> that was not me. That and, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, nah, I wasn't saying that, blah, blah, blah. So she tried to, like, you know, cop a plea. But, you know, he let the interview go forth. And, like, he gave her a good interview. And then and then he just walked off. And she was like, well, congratulations on your success. You're not corny no more. And he walked off. Yeah. So now there's been this big controversy that's erupted now. 
because some people was like, you know what? Yeah, I would have said, I would have mentioned it too. Like if you in the media saying like how I was corny back in the day and then I meet you on the red carpet, yeah, I might say, like if you're going to start off by saying, yeah, we go way back. And I know you've been telling people on a fucking podcast that, yeah, we used to think he was corny. I might bring that up. If you're going to be the one that brings up how far back we go. And like I told you in Samuel, Texas morning, if she never would have said that, there would have been no opening for him to even bring it up. She could have just did, then you can right. put some some sauce on him. But right, he right. didn't bring it up. She did. But he, she did. That's what I'm saying. Like people acting like he went in there like with some motive to like, you know like embarrass her or something like that and they didn't come off that way whatsoever she didn't want to try to act like yeah we go way back blah 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 and i know he's like the wheels start turning you're like hold on you said how corny i was so like i'm not i'm not supposed to say that i'm not supposed to mention at all that is trying to be friends 101 you know Oh, that's she, the exact time. She said, we go way back, gang. No context, young. So the act, like, man. Boy, she lucky that wasn't me, young. You not going to try to act like you friends with me after you call me corny? Corny. But just trying to be an actor. And around this time, this nigga was on the wire. But I'm corny? But just trying to strive to be something. And look, I'm one of the biggest fucking movie stars in Hollywood right now. Hey, look, even if that is true, young, you bringing it up, dog, everything you incur after that, young, that's on you. Like, nobody had to know that, young. Nobody had to know. You didn't have to bring it up. If you don't bring it up, none of this ever happens. But you want to bring up how y'all went to high school together. And he didn't even cook her about it. Yeah. He was still respectful, gave a good interview, gave her all the time she could have possibly wanted. And now, days later, you got niggas like Joe Button talking about how corny he is for treating our sisters that way. Nigga, what are you talking about? Are you out of your damn mind? Can you imagine if somebody called Joe Budden in high school and then that same person had to interview him on a red carpet, how stupid he would act? Whether they brought it up or not. <laughs> Nigga, it will be a roasting session. <laughs> so I was, it's just funny to me when I see people talk about people. I'm like, nigga, you would do the exact, like, who do y'all think y'all fooling? Nigga. That y'all every, wouldn't do the same thing. It's 2023, young. Every person on social media is petty. So you're not going to tell me, you're not going to sell to me that you wouldn't do the same shit. If not something worse, young. If not something worse. Pettiness rules the day. Oh, nigga. Me, me, yes, it does. Oh, Yeah. You're the one that called me corny. Right. He ain't he put none of that sauce on it. Nigga, I would have grabbed that mic. I'm like, no, 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 no. So what are you wearing tonight? Do you own it? <laughs> oh, nigga. <laughs> you know how, how, he, Don't. how hard he could have went if he was really saucy about it? Right. 
Man. Yeah, she she got off easy, young. Hey, we talk about how he treating our sisters? <laughs> she the how? This <laughs> <laughs> my bitching in the past that you called me corny in high school and then we and we kept the interview going and I still gave you a minute asking every question you had. You asking me about what's my favorite restaurant in Atlanta and shit like that? Yeah, yeah. Try to be friends. Try to be friends. friends. He just gave her a motherfucking little, little Denzel or Eddie Murphy air jab, young. What? 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 He serious? What? He serious? Poking like the Pillsbury Doughboy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, dog. Like, I don't understand, young. I really don't understand, young. So it just lets me know how many people really just don't like Michael B. Jordan. Apparently, well, apparently, yeah. like I didn't know he had this many people who just don't like this dude. I don't know why. Do y'all just still see him as Wallace? I don't get it. <laughs> like Wallace ain't supposed to do shit. He's supposed to still be dead in that and motherfucker vacant or something. Like what the fuck? He's supposed to still be hanging out motherfucking Cheetos and Huggies, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what y'all wanted to do forever. Yeah, yeah Mike, don't grow, dog. <laughs> Begging Bodie and Poop for his life and shit. Come on, man. <laughs> man, come on, dog. People are crazy. And I got to listen to Joe Budden arguing with people for seven minutes and talk over people, but nah, I don't need that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> man. And Melissa Ford, yeah. talking about treating our sister. Melissa Ford said like four times, can I say, no, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Shut up, bitch, we talking. <laughs> 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 no, nah. Shut up, bitch, we pardon you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, oh my God, you know. I see so much stuff now that I'm just like, like, why is this person getting paid to talk? Like, I thought about the day and I'm sitting there watching Ken, and I thought this about Kendrick Brooks a lot, right? Oh, gosh. But seeing him trying to defend what he said about Nick Nicola Jokic, and he talked for five minutes. Okay, so... Uh, and I'm I, still like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? Give give me the speed. You know, what he say? He talking about Nicola Jokic, we step in. Are you serious? He got called on it by J.J. Reddick. J.J. Reddick was something. I forget the stat. And see, that's why they don't like J.J. Reddick. You know why? Because he take his job serious. What you doing trying so hard? Oh, he doing research and reading the research packets in the morning. Nigga, you supposed to show up like we do and just start talking. Ain't nobody trying to hear all them facts? It was some fact like, like, like the, whenever... Nicola Joke has a triple double. They undefeated when he has a triple double. Yeah. Yeah. So what the hell are you talking about? He stat pad if they win every time he do it. Maybe he's doing it because it helps them win games. I'm honestly um, surprised he still got a job, you know. Like I know. But Tom, I'm not because it's not so much about having actual intelligent basketball conversations. It's all about saying some shit that's going to get clicks and getting attention. It's like Shaq dumbass talking about Anthony Edwards. Compare him to Jeremy Lin. 
Yeah, I saw that. I did see that shit. Dog, inside the NBA is unwatchable. It is. is. It's a fucking circus. They're no more for having these dumbass segments where they make fun of Chuck than they are for actually intelligent basketball conversation. Because nobody can have a a real conversation on on it except for fucking Ernie and Kenny, man. But anything that Kenny say, man, shut your bum ass up. Up and then he got the results of lowest common denominator and started talking about Chuck with no fucking title. So then him and Shaq start party like, dog, it's a continuous fucking circle. That's why, dog. I can't watch none of this shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, no, I, I can't watch none of this shit. I can't watch it. Yeah. I'm, like, what I'm the fuck y'all. y'all talking about? So, you can watch shit either, Danny? Man, Kendrick, just like you said, Kendrick Perkins, anytime I see him on TV, if I got a remote near me, I'm hitting mute every single time. He gets on my damn nerves, bro. Um, yeah, man, I'm like, I know Emmett Smith somewhere, like, nigga, y'all fired me? <laughs> Dog, <laughs> Emmett was a team. Y'all, y'all, y'all keeping this time. Nah, Emmett was ahead of his time, apparently, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that hot tub time machine. But, but see, but see, something, see, but you know what, though? That's the thing. The NFL, look at how the NFL is talked about and how the NBA is talked about. Yeah. People that cover the NFL, they know they better come out there and they better sit up there and act like they take this shit serious or they won't be there because NFL fans aren't you going to allow you to sit there and be talking shit. Mm-hmm. You can't go on the NFL network and be up there just just chucking and jiving. It's called what it is. You yeah. can't do that. But you can do that shit on ESPN all fuck. They talk about the NBA. Don't nobody give a fuck. You can do it on TNT. Don't nobody give a fuck. They just want to be entertained and shit. Mm-hmm. They got whole fucking segments built around how much Chuck don't know NBA rosters, who he played for, and shit like that. Uncle Shaq dumbass can't spell, and all this other shit. I'm like, who is entertained by this? You yeah. actually plan to the fact that they admit they, they and they'll say it. Oh, y'all don't watch them. Who? Who y'all talking about? The now? I don't watch the Wizards. Or what? what huh? Oh, this team, that team. You can't get on the NFL Network or is there someone you don't watch the Jags? Name a sorry team. You can't say, well, I don't watch them. I don't want to talk about them because I don't watch them. They, they're irrelevant. You can't do that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Shaq, I, I don't know who Rui Hodge, I don't know who he is. Who is he? <laughs> Fucking Donovan Mitchell came on inside and Shaq basically insulted him to his face. Like, basically told him you ain't shit. For real? You remember that interview? Nah. What was this? Man, Donovan Mitchell came on inside the NBA last year. It was last season. And I'm not, I can't remember word for word, but Shaq basically told him, like, yeah, you basically, you're not nothing. You ain't, you ain't nothing. That nigga went Bob O'Neill on him, yeah? <laughs> And Donovan Mitchell just had to stand there and just like and like the, like he carried it like you know I mean that's your, like that's your opinion, Bond. He he tried to smile it away, but I, you could tell the side he like what kind of fucking Jedi mind trick ass motivation is this? Dude, that's wild, man. He said, "Bye, O'Neal." Like, he he ain't nobody. 
He saw me. He saw me. I can't watch yeah. it, you know. Like, there's no way I can really go no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think I stopped watching basketball on a regular um, basis, like, right on time, you know. Right on time. But, you know, if you like it, man. Like, you know, I did gain a new perspective on that, though. Um, young dude at my job, security guard, man. This nigga just loves everything sci-fi and so you know people like man that term or terms when we sucked or whatever he's like yeah but you know got some 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 parts in there you know niggas be like come on dog so like that would they be talking about like um star wars because what's the name um dropped this week um mando um the newest season or whatever right and um you know people like talking about like you know the other series and how a lot of them are similar but you know but mando kind of like started everything and he's like you know you don't want to get to a situation where they keep on, like, you know, wearing down the product and we have something like Jar Jar Binks popping up on, on screen. And he was like, you know what, Jar Jar Binks wasn't that bad. Niggas was like, oh, come on, dog. And he was like, you got to understand, man, like, I was like eight or nine years old when that shit happened. Like, that's basically my Ewoks to, to like, y'all, when y'all were little, like, I'm sure it was like older people who didn't like that shit. And I was like, you know what, man? You got a point there. So, just to juxtapose that to, like, this shit, man, I'm sure younger people find this shit inter interesting because all they care about is laughs and shit going viral anyway, young. So, it has its audience, and obviously it has its audience because it's still on fucking TV. It's getting enough ratings to stay on TV or whatever. But, people who know better, it doesn't entertain them, young. And I think that's where the disconnect is between our generation and maybe the next generation. That fair? Yes, fair. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like you know, like 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 I said last week when I was a kid, I used to fucking love Dick Vitale, young. It's like nails on a chalkboard now. Every time I hear his fucking voice, you know. Yeah, I feel you on that. Like you know, like you know, God bless his soul, young. Like if he was, you know, still able to do commentary, you know, before he died, whatever. Like I'd have probably got got inside of John Madden too, young. Oh, that boom, pow. Like, you know, that shit's cool when you're fucking 12, young. you fucking 40, dog. Like, it's not as, as entertaining, young. Fucking Siri. Yeah, man. So. About to disconnect her, young. And pull her plug. <laughs> talk talk shit about John, dog, young. Nah, mm. I, I know, young. Nah, you went too Siri far, said, young. not on my watch. Yeah. yeah. Shit, that Nick knocked uh, uh, on me, young. Mm hmm. <laughs> hey, Tom, by the way, I know he's laughing because we've been on some good white coon in you. Here he popped up. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, um, he's just, yeah. We, we can make this a weekly segment, you know? Like, Kate Bad mentions random good white coon in you. Nigga, Frank Caliendo doing John Madden. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 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 You're talking about acting stupid, you know? Dog, it was like three fourths Madden and one fourth Chris Farley, young. <laughs> Between that one and him doing that damn Jim Rome. Yeah, yeah, he doing extra Rome, yo. He doing great Rome, yo. Great Rome, yo. Rack him. 
Crack me a mouth, you know what I mean? <laughs> Van Smack. Hey, dog, to this day, young, like, Jim Rohn has so many classic um, segments, young. So but many. I was, thinking about this, I was thinking about this the other day, young. I was listening uh, when I was staying in Oceanside, California, dog, when he um, interviewed Ted Leonsis, young. And Ted Leonsis just dropped his AOL email account, you know. He's like, yo, if anybody wants to, you know, you know give me suggestions, um, whatever, whatever, um, email me at so-and-so at AOL. Dog. <laughs> he was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Them emails started, started churning out. You know? He's like, I think you made a mistake, Ted. <laughs> yeah, you must not be too familiar with my audience, but, um, <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> Yeah, them clones the are relentless, with bro. Computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah clone junk. <laughs> so good, you know. Like, yeah, that nigga had to change that email ASAP, dog. So good. Uh, all right. Um, so, um, Danny, your team's a thunder, right? Yes, sir. Um, how you guys looking um, today in the season? Man, they... No, they have exceeded my expectations. I was all, in the beginning of the year, I was all about tank for Wemby, but, man, they started winning. And even when they lost, they were competitive. I was like, man, I'm going to put this Wemby agenda on the shelf. Let's go. Because, yeah, um, um, is there any, like, um, update on Chet? Like, is he, you know, um, according to schedule, um, with his rehab? Yeah, he's, um... He's the boot is off and he's actually doing drills um, just without any kind of foot support. So they're going to keep him out for the rest of the year just for um, just for precautionary measures. But I mean, he's actually like running and running and doing drills and stuff with seems to be no issue. So that's that's a very, uh, very positive sign. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he how he can contribute to the team next year. A lot of young, really good um, young players on that team, man. <clears throat> yeah, especially when they got um, that dude Jalen Williams. I didn't know anything about him. He was from Santa Clara. They got him in the first round. And when I started watching him in summer league, I was like, holy shit, we might have something. And he's been – I've really been impressed with him. What number did he go? Um, Gosh, I want to say he was – was Teens or 20s? It was, it was in the lottery, for sure. Because I remember they got, they got Chet Holmgren with the second pick. And let me see. Where did he get picked? He was the 12th overall pick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so do you expect them to make the playoffs? Uh, nah, not this year. Maybe. I think they're they're in the hunt for the playing game, but I don't know if they can. I don't know how well they'll sustain over the second half of the season. So I'm just. I'll say they probably won't, or they'll just be like outside looking in. But I think they'll they'll I think they'll make a, a legit run for the playoffs next year. Okay. Right. Um, Lakers just can't catch a break, young. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of Lakers fans was um, 
excited about the moves that we made two weeks ago. And um, soon after that, like, Braun kind of jinxed himself. He said he's going to be, like, the most important games of my career. And comes out after his first game and gets injured. So I think he's in the boot and he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. I didn't even know D'Angelo um, uh, wasn't playing right now. He, he's injured. Uh, Anthony Davis is out tonight, but um, – talking to Gooch earlier, and he was like, yeah, he, he really plays, him and Braun really play back-to-backs anyway, so I'm not sure if that's a serious injury or that's just like a precautionary thing that they do with him um, since he just recently came back or whatever, but it's not looking good right now um, with LeBron out. <clears throat> so, so what happened you know, to LeBron? He, um, like, oddly enough, and I'm like, I ain't watched a full Laker game all year, but my homeboys was um, at brunch. He was like, yo, I'm going to stop by the crib after I leave. Whatever. So I'm like, okay, rather him like walking in on me watching motherfucking Aunt Glizzy videos and shit, man. Um, <laughs> and motherfucking battle rap recaps and shit. Um, I'm going to go ahead and turn to the game. So I was cooking or whatever. And these things was down by 27 points. I'm like, see, this is why I don't watch this shit, you know? <laughs> so, so I'm still in the, in the, in the kitchen fishing, finishing up like um, around the end of the third quarter. And I'm like, these niggas are called cut to 11. But like, yeah, you know, it's just a game of runs. It's the NBA. So these niggas are bound to go on another run soon thereafter. But, you know, I think Mark Davis is doing the game. He's like, you know, this is a, a hallmark um, of the Mavericks. Like, they score points in bunches and shit, but then they go cold the same way or whatever. So it's a chance. So I'm like, okay. So, you know, it's a close game. And the Lakers actually pulled it out. So it's like the biggest um, comeback that we've had in, you know, since like the early nines or some shit, so, you know, a lot of people were hopeful after that game, man, but then LeBron getting hurt, man, just kind of took the win of the sales, man, so, um, you know, it's just like, it's almost like they fucking, like, sold their souls to the devil for that fucking title two years ago, because ever since then, like, niggas just can't stay healthy, so, it is what it is, like, hopefully, you know, LeBron gets back before the end of the season, they can, um, at least get into a play in Sites were set a lot higher last week um, coming out of the All-Star break. But such is life. All right, you got anything else, Kenny, NBA-wise? No, I'm good. All right. Um, College ball. You good again, Kenny? Yeah, I'm good, man. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Don't want to put on a little show for Danny in. Nah, I'm good, dog. Today is, uh, <laughs> okay. well, yeah, right now we're playing um, what I expect to be uh, Patrick Ewan's last record season game. So. Oh, so um, is it senior night? No, they had senior night the other night against Providence. You got to ask me. Okay. Uh, right <laughs> now, uh, it's 9-23 left in the first half, and we're losing 32-7. <laughs> what? So had they, they won any other games? I mean, it's seven and twenty-three, though. So, Jesus, two conference wins, man. Yeah, man. It's time. It's time. When is the um, biggie tournament? It starts um, 
the start uh it's not this about next week yeah i'm tripping you know I, I, somebody said that um at work but um i forgot i think the biggest tournament is a week before our tournament right no it's not the week a week before nah because it's uh it's the same weekend oh but um y'all start early in the house it's yeah it? yeah it's a day earlier okay yeah, yeah okay yeah. All right. Um, um, Carolina is, um, I don't know, they're in a weird place right now. They're kind of trying to make a run right now, but I've deduced this like weeks ago, man. Like, this team, these teams that um, have been put together over the past few years or whatever, man, have been all about like um, that transfer shooter. Um, connecting everything, you know, you know, had a good one with um, with Cam Johnson. I forgot who the guy was after him, but he sucked. And then obviously Brady Manic was um, really good last year, whatever. And um, fucking Pete Nance sucks, you know? But he's played well the past three or four games, and they won those games. But if you got to depend on Pete fucking Nance, who's been shitty most of the year, to like, you know, make this a, a, a legitimate team, you know, like, I can't put no fucking faith in that, you know, so, no hopes up high, you know, like, you know, we had, we had our biggest win of the season against Virginia um, over the weekend, and um, we beat, like, FSU, I think, the other night, um, and the Duke game is on Saturday, so, it seems like they might put some together, but I'm mean, not even sure if they, they beat Duke, they'll be in the tournament, you know, like, they might need some other shit to go right, or you know, have a strong showing in um, ACC tournaments. So, again, not putting a whole bunch of hope in that shit, and it is what it is. <clears throat> um, Danny? Man, yeah, and just to piggyback on what you said. Say what? I said, I said you have a few teams, right? Uh, you, yeah, UNC and uh, College of Charleston. Well, I, UNC was my first team I rooted for in College of Charleston. I was, I was a student there. But piggybacking on what you said about Pete Nance, when they beat Virginia and they, they made an IG post about it, and some woman in the comments was talking about, all you Pete Nance haters need to keep the same energy. I'm like, if anybody needs to keep the same energy, it's his sorry ass, because he's been stinking it up the whole year. Boy, that, you know, comments really don't make me hot like that, but boy, that, that one set me off. And, uh, yeah, I, I ain't getting my hopes up about UNC and College of Charleston. I've I've been extremely surprised with them. I think they are twenty eight and three this year, and they were the CAA conference champions. And uh, Coach Pat Kelsey just got a new uh, five year extension, so I'm excited to see what he brings to the table in the years going forward. So they, but they still have to win their their their, um, their tournament to get in. Into the tournament, right? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. Let's see how that goes. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's sports. Wait a minute. It's spring, which means baseball. That's a it's a tease and then a transition. Today, <laughs> um, what are we talking about with baseball right now, Danny? Man, it's, it's it's still early. I think the team I'm going to be looking at the most are the Padres because they 
it's ridiculous how stacked they are. I mean, they just signed Machado to like a 300-something million dollar deal, and then they got Juan Soto too. I mean, that team is just, Jesus Christ, it, it don't make no sense how loaded this team is. So that's outside of the Rangers, which I'm a fan of. I'm, the team I'm keeping my eye on the most are the Padres. Okay, so the biggest thing in baseball right now is this rule change on um, uh, f- for pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. And how much is it going to realistically cut down the time of a game? So, like, right now I think they say the time, the, the run time of a game is like three and a half hours, something like that. Yeah. Um, how much do you realistically expect this to be cut down? Eh, I don't know. As I really haven't sat down to watch the whole game yet, so I really couldn't give a, a fair answer. But I don't know how I feel about that that pitch clock. I know this. According to them, according to them, they're losing viewership steadily, and you know everybody's patience is like razor thin right now and they've got to do something to like you know get you know the younger fan engaged man and these games have to have to speed up somehow yeah. man. You, you got it and like i would imagine with a pitcher having less time to you know get his shit together with his catch or whatever it's going to raise the office of numbers as well which is what they want i'm assuming right boy oh boy she gotta go. She gotta go to sleep, yeah. It's like a motherfucking kid on Ritalin in here. <laughs> yep, slide power off. And it's all like I got like two, three iPads in this area, and two computers. And this is this one iPad area. That's the problem, child. <clears throat> Sorry. Um. Yeah. So if they can get it under, like. At two hours, man, or just a little bit over, like, we'll see how, how much that changes, like, the the viewership and, um, like, the engagement with um, the younger fan. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see what happens. By. Yeah. So, you got anything with um, the O's, um, KB? Not yet. I haven't uh, switched my attention to baseball just yet, but. Yeah, neither have I. Yeah. All right, let's um move on to our second segment in ten. Oh, um, my bad. You know, we got so um caught up in um the opening, or whatever. Um, shout to um MBJ. Um, he was in town last week. I caught up with him. Um, I was out Thursday. Thursday it was like eighty degrees in DC, so like you know, whole fucking city was out. And you know, coincidentally, he was um here, and I caught up with him at um. Everybody's new favorite water on hold, um, District Alley, um, on U Street. Um, one of the co-owners is, um, a Hampton grad, so, um, shout out to MPJ, saw, um, Ron out there too, and, um, saw Mark's brother was with him and shit, like, there's, there's a few, um, folks out there, KB, so. Okay. Oh, Mr. All, Mr. All the Kids. Mm-hmm. All the Kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, young, that's why I, like, I feel bad, young. Y'all niggas should have been on these podcasts a long time ago. Y'all been watching since, what, T-Nag? Since before T-Nag? Mm-hmm. Bro, I, st- I still watch T-Nag at least once a month. <laughs> Damn. 
That shit is entertainment, man. Yeah. I'm getting my, my monthly cooning in now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking about like T. See, you talking about K-Bad doing the, <laughs> doing the jump pump when watch this course. The jump pump? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Low-key, C's was the MVP of that series, man. He always is. C's the MVP of any social interaction. Yeah, he is. All the wide He was, yeah, yeah. He was born and molded by it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Mr. Romo Honey Wheatloaf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking about shades, man. Yeah. He said, "What time is it, shades?" Weak loaf, yeah. Yeah. He said, "What time is it, shades?" Butter time. Loaf yep. of bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, y'all. Let's move on to our second second in entertainment. And um, Danny, what the fuck are you watching, man? Dog, let me tell you how washed I am. I mean, you've probably seen it on Twitter or on IG. I spend a lot of time watching Pluto TV. Just watch, they've got a channel that shows the Bob Barker episodes of The Price is Right 24-7. If I ain't watching that, so if I'm not watching that, I'm normally on YouTube. I'm either watching rap battles or dunk contests, man. Dog, YouTube. It has my soul, you know. Anytime I just, like, turn on my TV, like, the first thing I do is go to YouTube, you know. Like, I don't even be thinking, dog. And the first place I stop on is YouTube, you know. It's, it's crazy. Like, Same here. I can stay there for the whole day and and not even blink, you know. Dog, I like, spent this past... Them, like, like, train yeah. for the most part. I spent this past yeah, weekend so watching, like, binge-watching episodes of Hot Ones. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's definitely a motherfucking unrabbit hole right there. Yeah, no shit. That LL one came on and that was a wrap. Bro, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that, that I think they put that one out earlier this week. Okay. Oh uh, man, but um, yeah. Um, let's get into some some streaming shows. Um, um KB, what you watching? I know you watch Mando, right? Yeah, I caught it, man. Um. Yeah, it was, I, I don't recall of the episodes um, from last year, or was it last year, last season, where it's short. This seemed kind of short for a debut episode of the season, right? It was like a half an hour? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know why I thought that. Um, since people have anticipated it so much, and I know a lot of times when shows like that come back, they at least make the episode a little longer maybe they normally do. So I was hoping yeah. it'd be a little longer. Um, yeah, but it was good to see, you know, LYD, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Weathers, man, he is keeping that head black, dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> man, go what see an the, intro, man. Yeah, go see Michael He's Irvin. keeping that head black, man. Yeah, go see Jesus. Michael Irvin people's butt. Yeah, man. About to say, either, either, him or, either him or James Brown from the CBS yeah. Sports. Yeah, said, yeah, JB. Oh, God. You said Irvin Peebles, huh? Yeah. He getting up all the chance saying, what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike Dog. the color, man. But, um, yeah, I thought it was a, you know, decent first episode. You know, um, 
Mando was basically like Battlestar Galactica if it had better like CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I can yeah. work with that. That's fair, yeah. That's just my, my, my OG, um, a lot of people's OG, um, Star Wars Disney series, so, like, they go back to that, like, um, a couple of these other joints, like, you know, they've been cool or whatever, man, but everybody be waiting for Mando because they want to see L.Y.D. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. Like, got the powers in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I think that's, uh, as far as screaming is, go- is concerned, I mean, I saw... Of course, The Last of Us. Um, yeah, it, it's following the game like shit. That's that's exactly what it's doing. So, all right. So on this, show, like you know, not the shit on gaming, young, but I'm gonna fuck about that game um, or this world building. I just want to see if they if um, Shorty make it to this um, to these fireflies, so they can give her um, well, so she can achieve something that. They haven't been able to achieve on the last 10, 11 years, seasons of um, The Walking Dead. Like, mm-hmm. it gotta be a fucking cure f- for this to work for me. Huh? Mm-hmm. Like, it's gotta be an end game here. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I said I would finish this season, and after that, I'm gonna go to my man, um, I think his name, Andrew Gillum, um, on a. Uh, YouTube and, and watch like all the cutscenes, you know, paste together to like form a movie or whatever, and watch this joint. And if it, if it's so like impedes on next season, so big. Then, but I gotta figure, I gotta out, figure out what this shit is about. And if this season doesn't do it for me, I will go to the tape. Hold on, Andrew Gillum got a YouTube page. In? What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> nah, nah, not that Andrew Gillum. I'm, I'm, it's something Gillum. Or something, Andrew, whatever, and you know, that's the first thing that came to my mind, shit. But you know, it's not that Andrew Gillum. Not okay, that. all right. I was thinking the same thing, KB. I was like, not damn, that's one hell of a career turn. Nigga, go for running for governor of Florida to splicing together my fucking cut scenes in, in fucking video game. I, I, okay, all right, my bad. Yeah. Right, um. And, um, and, um, yeah, like, so, um, how many episodes left this season, Kenny? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would think it's probably, like, two or three more, I would think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully they get to this fucking destination and we can see what these fireflies are about. All right, um... Danny, you don't watch it on your honor either? Nah, I've never seen it. Oof, man. Cranston, boy. Oof. Oof. Man, I have... I have... I have to go back and go through all the shows that, you know, I hold on or hold to the highest esteem or whatever and try to figure out if anything comes close to this in terms of the second season being so fucking good. And as good as the second season is, it's probably even better than I'm, I'm, I'm giving it credit for because, nigga, I was ready to hate like shit, you know? It seemed like the first season ended so perfectly that you didn't need a second season unless it's going to be a prequel or something like that. But nah, like, they continued and it's 
so good and everything makes so much sense, you know what I mean? So like, you know, the casting is great, man. Like, all the black char characters are really good. Cranston is a, is, is a beast, of course, man. Like, they just do everything right here, man. Like, they, they just haven't missed the whole season. Like, I always say this during the podcast day, but people be like, how can you wait? You gotta watch this shit. I be getting them damn Sunday morning texts. People like, first five minutes, fire emoji, fire emoji. And I'll be like, come on, it can't be that good. And I'll be watching like, yeah, it's that good, you know. So, um, maybe a couple couple episodes left of that. Um, got some news that, you know, a lot of people were expecting, but, you know, just didn't know when it was coming. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Um, our man Bobby Axelrod's going to be back on um, Billions this season. Um, he had stepped down from the show to take care of his kids after um, you know, some untimely uh, events happened in his family, whatever. So he uh, was on, I think, the late show earlier this week. And um, he said, yep, Axelrod will be back. So um, that should be pretty good. Um, what else? Uh, oh, yeah, I caught up on some shit this weekend. So I caught up on BMF. Um, that mother and father, boy, poof, they are hard to stomach, man. Um, but that's pretty good. Lala showing them cakes in the last few episodes. I'm getting raw KB. Um, um, what else? Uh, oh, I started watching. Well, I, I started. I finished watching this series on Prime called The Consultant because you know when it be when it, it be popping up on, on in that box up, up top, you know, like you can't avoid it, dog. So you know. I saw some people do at a video game company do some activities, so um, I had to click on it. And what a weird fucking show! Uh, I was listening, I was watching um, a breakdown of it today, and it just makes perfect sense now. The creators of Servant created this show, young. Had I known that going in, I wouldn't have watched this shit, young, because I dubbed Servant after season two. Or midway through season two, it just got too fucking weird, and I didn't like. I'm like, I spent X amount of hours watching the show. I have no idea what the fuck it's about, you know. So the consultant is about like so, just just like set it up, whatever. Um, um, a kid walks into like um, an open area office or whatever. So this office, um, they create mobile games for like iOS and, and Android or whatever. So. Kids are happy to be playing these games, whatever. And like their centerpiece game is this game. It looks kind of like, um, uh, what's that fucking game with the, the, the dudes just like running on the fucking plank and shit? You know, is it Temple Run? That's the name of the game, fellas? Temple Run? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't, the, the description ain't really helping. It's like, you know. Is one guy just running and he's like, you know, collecting coins or whatever, and then if he falls over the side, like, then that's like, you know, his, like, that's the end of this game, or whatever. But it's like, it's a continuous run. Okay. Like, they continuously running or whatever. Anyway, um, the kids are taking a tour of the grounds of, um, you know, this um, video game company or whatever, and then they go upstairs, next thing here's uh, a couple um, gunshots or whatever, and you. Walk into the CEO's office and the kid just fucking shot him in his chest and killed him or whatever. And then they kind of go into a whole backdrop of like kids and violence and video games or whatever. So um, fast forward like a couple of weeks or whatever, everybody is summoned to the office by this guy who um, 
called himself the consultant. And supposedly the um, CEO of the company met with him weeks before and asked him to come in and consult and like, you know, get their financing order or whatever. And then from there, it's just a whole bunch of fucking weirdness for eight hours or whatever. And I don't know at the end of the shit whether I was watching shit with um, robots, um, deities, um, spirits. I don't know, young, because it was just that fucking weird. And I'm like, I have to find out that the people who created, serving, um, created this shit, man, it makes perfect sense. It's weird shit, but it's not as bad as serving. And that's probably because it's only one season in. Because one season in, it was pretty good. But then it got weirder and more like convoluted and shit. So um, I give it a half recommendation. But, you know, you'll be able to figure out within the first two episodes whether you're going to be able to, um, to deal with all this lunacy. So um, that's pretty much what I'm watching. I forgot to mention this shit last week. I forgot the name of the episode. But... CNBC, CNBC runs like these things, these 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 shows, um, these specials called something in greed or whatever. Are you guys familiar with it? Um, they come mm-hmm. on like, yeah, like um, so they like um, so one episode was on um, like you know, coats that like you know drive you know, the price of whatever up to like get, get your money. So they might have one on WeWork, they might have one on the Nexium coat or whatever. And this drunk was about this dude named DJ ASAP and his and his wife. So DJ ASAP was like the the um, the DJ on 106 and Park during their run or whatever. Okay. And and then um, he said he wanted to become um, a celebrity DJ. So then he met this this girl who was like a real estate real estate agent or whatever, and she wanted to be a, a celebrity real estate agent or whatever. So they kind of like shared a lot of the same like goals trying to be famous and shit, man, so they just, like, you know, had, like, this lifestyle brand and they were shooting, you know, high 4K videos and shit like that. Then the pandemic hit and it slowed everything down and they created, like, this fucking, like, prayer and wealth board that just, like, went fucking super viral. Like, I hadn't heard of it, but it was, like, a well-organized susu, basically, because, you know, everybody was doing susu shit during pandemic right and it's just the amount of people they fucking swindled people put thousands of dollars into this shit just like for like I think the the initial um, buy-in was like for $1,400 you're guaranteed to get at least $11,000 back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so who wouldn't do that right so you know how many people I heard during the pandemic talking about that shit who I never would have thought would like be so gullible, you know what I mean? So the problem is when the people who get in early get their money, they're like, I can show you, I can show you where I got paid, whatever. So, like, well, if so and so was doing, like, you know, it's not just as easy saying that people are gullible and it's just like, you know, they're just preying on, on, um, like uneducated people, whatever. Like, a lot of people did this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people I know. Yeah, it was at it, it was a point in which anytime I got a fucking like, hey, what's going on? Text from somebody that I haven't talked to like mm-hmm. in a minute. 
I knew exactly where it was going. And I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, why well, I got to deal with this? I'm like, no, I'm good right now. You know, I got a lot, you know, you know, you know. GameStop, y'all. <laughs> In which I, I probably should put my damn money in the stand. Yeah. There's a chance AMC goes up this week, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't we still try to get that later? It's a McLaren, but okay. It's McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> we still get the loft, though. Get the loft, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog. One day when we broadcast from a loft, you're like, yep. nigga. Mm-hmm. Me and Keith gonna share a moment, you know? Yeah, we sure. Just, just, just letting y'all know. It's gonna be ten minutes of crying in the beginning, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ain't, ain't gonna be no bout to you. Nah, ain't gonna be no bout to you. It's gonna be full fledged sobbing, you know. Mm-hmm. Ain't gonna be no head tilt. Just gonna nope. be head bowing, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting on the side like that lady at the Popeye's room. We did it, y'all. We tired, but I did it, y'all. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. One of these days. Yeah, one of these days. Bob going to have a, a celebratory, celebratory spoonful of Talente. <laughs> <laughs> Some roasted red pepper hummus too, yo. <laughs> Wash down with a lemonade soda. Nigga, I don't be remembering what the fuck I had on yesterday, but I be remember this. Random ass whack shit we talking about, you know? yeah. No bullshit. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. All right, um, but yeah, that's all I'm watching right now. So, um, all right, um, KB, you got any sism for us? Actually, I do. Okay. Headline: Raleigh car dealership cuts ties with cleaning crew after racial slur printed on oil change reminder stickers. Oh boy. Um, hmm. Yeah. A Raleigh car dealership is apologizing after racial slurs were printed on oil chain stickers placed on customers' vehicles. Leith Volkswagen of Raleigh, this is in North Carolina, and says it's now cut ties with a third-party cleaning crew it blames with tampering with Leith's labels, making machines after hours. Leith Volkswagen says an investigation determined none of its employees were responsible for the N-word printed on the oil chain reminder stickers, usually found on the windshield. WRAL News spoke with Conrad Austin, one of 11 customers impacted, also said it was triggering to receive this from a place he consistently does business. It makes you upset, Austin said. It makes you angry. Austin learned about the racially insensitive message after his girlfriend picked up his 2017 Volkswagen Passat over the weekend from Lee Volkswagen of Raleigh. The car was due for an oil change, Austin said. The car is a second that Austin has purchased from the dealership. Just to see something like that when you're spending money at a business place is kind of absurd for the day, Austin said. Austin's girlfriend shared what happened on Facebook. Her, pay, her post has gotten 716 shares as of Monday night. It includes comments from users in disbelief. 
WRAL News spoke off camera on Monday night with the Leaf Volkswagen O'Reilly general manager and a sales rep. Leaf Volkswagen O'Reilly issued the following statement about the incident. On Saturday, February 25th, Leaf Volkswagen learned that an offensive racial message was printed on next service due stickers placed in customer vehicles that day, the dealership wrote. We immediately launched an investigation and determined that our third-party cleaning crew had access to our equipment after hours on Friday evening and created the offensive message. In 48 hours since this incident occurred, we have contacted all 11 impacted customers to apologize. We have terminated the third-party cleaning company. We have posted a public apology on our Facebook page, and we have taken internal steps to ensure this cannot happen again. We are deeply sorry that this incident occurred. Leaf has since terminated this agreement with the cleaning company and taken action to make sure this doesn't happen again. Leaf told WRAL News there was one of the cleaning employees, underage children who came to work with them, who was responsible. On Sunday, Leaf Volkswagen and Raleigh posted a public apology on Facebook. Um, also said he's still unsure if he will take his car back to the dealership for business. I think somebody should have looked into this and seen it before it happened, seen it before any customer got treated in this manner that day, Austin said. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's so fucking crazy. I don't even know if I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's believable. Yeah, it's believable that this is how it it happened. And then we go to the steps of like the fire, the cleaning crew, and all that stuff. I'm sure they probably had cameras inside. So I, I get like it's believable how it happened, but at the same time, like you know, for them just to have the equipment all out in the open like that, so somebody's kid can just come along and you know, tamper with it that way and nobody even checked the stickers like once they're placed on the yeah, on the windshield. But then yeah. again, but see Tone, that's the thing about it. Like, you know, you're a mechanic and you're just going about just making you know, doing oil changes and stuff like that. And then you just put the stick inside. You're not even looking at the sticker I had designed. Get you so you like you're so used to just doing it, you're probably not even reading it. And then you put it inside somebody's sticker, then they just go to look at it because then once the next time they get an oil change and they see, yeah, your cert next time your service is due and they, you know, nigga want it. And, you know. Yeah. It's wild, man. Yep. Yeah, by, by the way, uh, that um, John Moran story just hit Apple News. Um, it's got mm -hmm. a notification, so yep. they're going to figure they're going to figure this shit out, dog. Yeah, Seriously. they are. Yeah. Yep. It ain't, go, it ain't going away. I may say <laughs> one more thing. Um, it's 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 racism adjacent, you know. Or, with them. Mm -hmm. um, Marjorie Taylor Greene keeps talking this mm -hmm. shit about red states, blue states need a divorce and all this shit. It's just funny to me that I I've actually had people tell me a long time ago, um, I used to write a football column for USA Today. And one time I wrote a story about, and how long ago this was, this is before Marvin Lewis even became a head coach in the NFL. But I wrote an article, it was a column about him and Ted Cottrell trying to become NFL head coaches. And how it obviously obvious was that it was racism. You look at the resumes, how successful the defenses have been up to that point, and how they got, you know, how they've been denied opportunities at the head coaching level. Now, I can't tell you how many people wrote to me in response, because I always put, I always had, like, whenever I wrote something, I had, if you like to contact me, Give me some feedback. Here's my email address. How many people told me if you don't like it, won't you just leave? Leave <laughs> the fucking country. 
You don't like how things are, just fucking leave. But it's wild to me, and like hearing her say all this stuff about how there needs to be a divorce between red states and blue states, and which side of liberal policies, left policies, and all this other bullshit. There was a, a, a story on Vice News about a year ago about these farmers that lived in rural Oregon and how they wanted to take that portion of Oregon and succeed from Oregon and become a part of Idaho because they didn't like people, the concentration of people in Portland and their quote unquote leftist agenda, the, the, you know, the leftist policies and all this shit, controlling what they did in rural Oregon. So like, we want to succeed and become a part of Idaho. And I'm sitting there thinking like, it's wild as shit that the same people will tell you, if you say anything about the fucking police, you said anything about their political party, about Trump, if you don't like it, just leave. But these motherfuckers want everybody to talk themselves for how the fuck they want shit to be. Why don't y'all just fucking leave? How about that? If you don't like it, get the fuck, you can just move, right? Take your own advice. Take your own fucking advice and leave. That's what I've been hearing all my fucking life. If black people want things to be more equitable in this country, if you don't like it, leave. But now because you don't like democracy, you want another fucking civil war? How about you just move then? And that's what I want to tell, like I was watching this piece, like this was about a year ago, year and a half ago. <laughs> I'm like, why don't y'all just move the fucking Idaho then? If y'all don't like it, move. Nah, 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 we want to stay in Oregon we just want everybody to talk to how we want things. Right. That's it. I just had to get off my chest because it, I'm sitting there watching everybody say this shit and I'm like, dog, <laughs> for so long we've been told just leave. Nah, nah, nah. That's not an option for them, though. Instead of leaving, nah, let's just split the fucking country in, in half. <laughs> oh man. And what are all these leftist pop what the fuck are you talking about? What leftist policies? They never get like into any specifics. That's it, that's how to get off my chest. That's it. Um, hold up, this is actually one more thing I want to talk about while, while I look at the name of this joint up. Um, Hulu has a new documentary on, um, might be called Hip Hop on Trial, um, something like that, but it's centered around the case of, um, of Young Thug and, um, Gunner and YSL and, like, how, um, the use of rap lyrics are being, like, presented as criminal evidence in cases. And it's really well well done, man. Um, I'm not sure how many parts of this series, so the first episode just dropped. Um, you guys can find on, find on Hulu again. But, you know, um, you might think that, okay, like, you know, you might not be the biggest thug or, or gunner fan, so it might not interest you or whatever. But, you know, they are starting from a very, like, historical um, perspective because 
the first episode after they kind of like you know establish what this series is going to be about and how it pertains to Doug and Gunner or whatever they go back to um, the early 2000s or maybe the late 90s um, now think about it um, and how this really came to the forefront with the case down in New Orleans with a rapper I'm sure we're all familiar with named Mac from No Limit and um, like you know Mac was in the club and you know according to him somebody you know started busting off and somebody got shot or whatever and he fled the, cu- the club but he had a gun but it was in his waistband he wanted to make sure like nobody you know bumped him he didn't shoot himself or the gun, the gun didn't go off so he grabbed the gun and like held it high as he ran out of the club you know later on he realized how fucking stupid that was and shit man but somebody had saw him you know associated him with the gun in the club police came to his crib you know he he, co- he cooperated with them before getting a lawyer or whatever and then yada 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 he's on trial now what they did with him <clears throat> this is where, where it gets sticky because I see what they kind of trying to like marry these two things together but they're very different he was convicted because like the prosecutor took his lyrics from multiple songs spliced them fused them together and it's like you could hear the difference in beats tempos changes his voice inflection all that but they collected all that and presented that to the jury and to the world or to the judge i'm not sure whether it was a jury or judge um case or whatever but they presented that to you know um you know the powers that be or whatever and that's how he got got um got convicted like first thing i thought about like this nigga must have had max b lawyer like who the, who the fuck doesn't tear that damn defense apart i mean that prosecution apart in the first place man but you know that's what happened to him so they're trying to like you know use that as a springboard to say okay well you know this is Clearly, this, this shouldn't have been used for him. He was locked up for fucking 25 years and shit behind this or whatever. Like, this this should be, like, the case that, you know, prevents, you know, the, the cops from doing this or whatever. Like, yeah, from doing that, but, you know, I'm still having a hard time believing that you can't or you shouldn't use someone, like, fully admitting and copping to a fucking murder or a crime, in, for, for, for that matter, and plain lyrics, no fucking splicing, no fucking, you know, piecing together lyrics. Like, nah, if somebody fucking confesses to doing some shit that happens in real life, whatever, I think you should be able to use that shit. And it's completely different than what he's doing, like, you know, from what happened in his case. But, you know, I'm not going to accuse them of, of that yet because I don't, I don't know where this is going um, in the full scope of, like, you know, the story that they're trying to tell. But... They just, you know, established like this has happened to rappers in the past and, you know, we'll see where this leads us in the future with like this case. But, you know, uh, I think New York just like um, um, enacted a law where you, you can't use rap lyrics or um, in certain um, instances or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's real interesting, though, man. But, you know, just feel real bad for him that he spent as much time in jail um, behind like a really poor um really poor case that was presented and like you know at the time he just didn't have the money for a really good um defense lawyer and this is what you get when you like provided with shit from the state dog like how many niggas are locked up because they couldn't afford a good lawyer or they didn't want to spend money on a good lawyer thinking that they didn't need it because they weren't they weren't guilty Mm -hmm. 
you know, so really um, interesting um, series, man. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll get into it, the Gunner and and Thug shit in future episodes. But, yeah, um, like Kevin Lyles is on here because um, Thug was originally, originally signed to him, him and Leo's um, uh, label 300. Um, Fat Joe was on here. Um, it's a really, like, like reputable, like, hip-hop cast. Like, they have a couple, like, like, like journalists on, on here and shit, man. Like, surprise, fucking Nelson George ain't popped up yet. But, you know, say his name fucking five times in the mirror, like, he'll pop up or anything dealing with hip-hop. So, we'll see. Um, but, yeah, check it out, man, um, on Hula. Um, should be right there on the Splash page, so. All right, um... What else we got? Some entertainment. So, uh, speaking of fucking No Limit, did you guys see Master P's um, interview on The Breakfast Club? I haven't seen it yet. And I mm-hmm. heard he was copping please all day. Nah, I didn't hear about this. I heard it was. I heard it was. I heard it was really bad. Dog. You know? uh, if this was Halloween, young, you could just put a fucking. Joel Santana mask on this nigga um, sitting in that seat, dog, and you would have known the difference, huh? Yeah, that's about it. So, in the last two weeks, I'm not sure. Like, I know Jess Hilarious was on um, The Breakfast Club. So, mm-hmm. Jess Hilarious mm-hmm. and Fat Trail both, um, I think Trail was first. I think Trail just did, did like an Instagram live. Fat Trail was a, a, a local DMV rapper. But um DC rapper. D Oh okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Okay, my bad. <laughs> All right. All right. But I thought Trail was just responding to what Jesse Larry said. So he said something first. She responded. And then, oh, okay, my bad. Then he, I know he responded to what she said on the Breakfast Club. But I know he, responded he said to something. Her. Okay, yeah. all right, okay. Yeah. So, like, um, years ago, um, like, depending on who you ask, like, P said he was trying to do a movie, whatever. But he was running like these little viral joints that, like, on World Star, like they were called the Louis V Boys. It was him, Trail, and um, and Alley Boy from um. Mm-hmm. Duck Tape Entertainment down in Atlanta, whatever. So, you know, they were kind of running that like it was a group. So Trey was like, yo, I went to L.A. to shoot. Um, um, I got the hookup to or something like that. Some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, next thing I know, like, it's music on iTunes with me, him, and Ali Boy, whatever. And I didn't get paid for that. And I wasn't there for that, whatever. So, you know, it's all good, man. But, you know, like, you know, that's just like my story about that. So then Jess Hilarious, like, you know, said that. She was like in a fucking film that P like you know um, recruited her for. She was like she didn't get paid like her back half, I believe. She got she got she got paid her she got paid her front end, but not the back end or whatever. And she was like, you know, my beef is different than him. You know, he was all you know a little emotional about it and whatever, whatever. And Trey was like, nah, I wasn't emotional about shit. Like I was telling my story, like just like you were. So I guess all that bad publicity, you know. On top of like his little minor beef with, with his son, maybe a month or so or two months ago, when um his son um, was kind of going on him, speaking of P, um he felt like he had to defend himself publicly. So he went on the Breakfast Club and 
it was the most scatterbrained 30 minutes I've heard in a while, you know? He wasn't making no real points. He's like, what you got to understand is we got to do this, and, you know, I spent this much money on so-and-so, and, you know, it's a way to do everything. I think it should be a cap on when people can talk about you. And, and I'm like, what? Hmm. Interesting. And Charlemagne and fucking, like, Envy. Envy gave him a little bit of pushback, but for the most part, they just let that nigga talk, you know? And it was it was just sad. You know? I was like, man, like we go on twenty five years and people still talking about this nigga don't be paying, you know? Mm-hmm. Twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Like motherfuckers who got beef with Puff, they they just say he he the devil, you know? But they don't got like no like legitimate like gripe about he didn't pay me my royalties and shit, you know? Every instance, young. So I don't know, dog. It's it was just like real scatterbrained, convoluted, and I don't know what the fuck that was supposed to accomplish. Didn't him and Romeo have some kind of issue regarding that too? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like that's what I'm talking about. Like, um, a penis, something like, um, um, rest in peace to, um his daughter um and Romeo's sister but she um I believe she committed suicide either she she committed suicide or she overdosed from drugs or whatever but she was going through depression either way and you know like you know death can death can either like bring a family closer or it can just like release all the fucking dirty laundry and shit and Romeo was like man this nigga is not who the fuck he says he is like you know he stole all my damn money from when I was on Disney and shit. And, like, it just got real bad. And then people was like, man, you know, you know, stop clout chasing. You can go ahead and, and call me and talk to me. Like, man, we done tried all that. Like, he, he always go back to that fucking, like, you know, you can just call me and talk to me or whatever. But everybody, like, who has a beef from says, we've tried that. And you just, like, say you right. And that's basically it or whatever, man. So... He had a beef with Romeo or whatever, and um, it kind of just went away, and then they kind of, like, made, like, a joint, like, public statement or whatever um, about it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, that's his father or whatever. Like, you know, flaws are not, you know, you get one dad, so. But that don't make it okay for everybody else and shit, because that ain't their daddy. So, people still got their grievances or whatever, man, and um, it's just sad after all this fucking time, like, man. He's supposed to be fucking aging gracefully, uh, and he's still out here, you know. <laughs> got the paint in the hair, um, got the hairline, and, you know, mm-hmm. just all all the shit that you don't want to see from like you know niggas that you admired, like you know, growing up, man. Like he was the blueprint for, for fucking business, like in the mid to late nineties and all and shit, right? Everything from the ground up, sold itself. Making movies, going on world tours, putting out thirty albums a month and all that shit, man. And then here we are in twenty twenty three, with people still saying Pete don't be paying, man. So, um, if you eat cereal, Pete and Snoop have a um a deal um with Post to um, put out cereals, so we got some cereals that should be on shelves right now. I, I seriously sometimes don't think we really grasp just like how much of a crazy ass time that was in hip hop where 
like now I don't have no idea and of course I'm older now so I'm not definitely not in, in tune with the culture as I once was uh, when new releases are coming out or whatever but man dog to be in your you know teens going into your 20s during that time and no limit like and I, of course like you know 30 hours a month is a size of course but it really seemed like there was a new No Limit album coming out at least every week. Yeah. At one point. Like, everybody projects was dropping, man. Dog. Every fucking, like, CD would come with this fold-out poster with all the fucking releases on the back. It was like the motherfucking Sega Genesis poster talking about releases of games and shit. Yeah, dog. No bullshit. Crazy. Crazy. And now, like, they be watching, like, the Wu-Tang show and, like, to see, like, the frustration of people, like, we never got an expected Dak solo album. Nope. The first verse murderer never got a fucking solo album. Never got a solo album. (laughs) And and, and I'm not taking shots at nobody on No Limit, man. Like, they got that money, whatever. But I'm thinking about so many of the dudes that got albums on that label. We never got a deck album, though. But we got a mean well, look, green, though, yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> deck did, 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 did put a solo album for deck. Was it, like, after their run? Because I don't remember that, man. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was put out on Loud Records. It was called Uncontrolled Substance. You know what? That, yeah. The, um, yeah. What a wait a sample. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um... What was the first single? Um, I think it was called "Word on the Street." That's the only, that's the oh. only video I remember seeing for it. Now that now that you mentioned it, I do remember. Um, I thought it was, it was a song called "Loving You." Hmm. Yeah, it was on it was on that album too. Yeah, you right, yeah. Came on okay, 99. Cool. Yeah. Originally Slater yeah, Police in 95. Okay. You said what? Originally Slater for, for release in 95. The record was indefinitely postponed. Because that's that flood they talked about at the end of uh, season two. At the flood destroyed over 100 beats in Rizzo's basement, including his original productions for the album. Eventually okay. released four years oh, later. I just saw see mostly positive and expect as much Damn. Why, dog, why don't yeah that that does not come come to mind for some reason you know now now that he, he I mean, you mentioned the name i do remember the, the name of the album i remember yeah i remember the name of the album now yeah yeah I, yeah it just it didn't yeah that's my bad it didn't come out when it should have come out right yeah i didn't know it was originally supposed to come out in 95. but see that's actually what season three is kicked off on this wu-tang show on hulu Mm-hmm. It's like part of it's like Deck like pressing Riz about his album and like Riz is like dog all the all the the beats got destroyed in the flood and Deck actually took one of the took one of the uh, took one of the discs to like some he said like some people that work for NASA and they were gonna try to like get the beats off the disc and of course it didn't work and shit but that's how like Presley was like to get this album out and shit but now that you mentioned absolutely yeah now that does come. Hey, uh, y'all remember them, them fucking disc cleaners um, from the 90s? Nigga, what? 
What a quick time. Like, so, so to the non-wash niggas out there listening, you took the CD and it was like a black box, young, that you put the CD inside of and you closed the top and then the top had a handle that you would spin like you were, um, like it was like a, um, a chopper or something like that or a fucking spiral spinner or some shit like yeah, that yeah, and you, you spin it real quick mm-hmm. and then yeah. like it's supposed to clean that, that, that it's supposed to clean the CD and smooth out any fucking like you know scratches and shit like scratches or, or, or rough edges on the CD yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I had like 25% um, success rate with that joint man. yeah the shit didn't work for me yeah <laughs> Cause usually like when niggas fuck up a CD, young, it's fucked up for good, young. Yeah, yeah, it's a reason why you bought it. Yeah, because that yeah that CD gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the Memorex CD repair, young. Yep. Kit. You had to spray with that motherfucker um green that that blue solution first, then. Yeah, dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's spraying it with barbicide. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> <laughs> that side, dude. <laughs> that, that, that blue tussing, young. <laughs> grief, young. <laughs> they was out here fleecing the people, young. Like, yeah. yeah. Save that CD. You don't need no no other seventeen ninety nine. Nigga, CDs cost like seventeen ninety nine back in the day, mm-hmm. bro. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. Then one day it popped up like 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 twelve ninety nine. Nigga was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> yeah, I, that's almost two. <laughs> well, I, well, I was in Best, I was in Best Buy every damn weekend. Yeah, yeah. And um, matter of fact, um, me, and my man um, Sean, like we went to Best Buy um, on release day because back back then release day was Tuesdays. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. The CDs. Yeah. So we went and. Um, this nigga went and bought Mr. Serve on, and I bought um, uh, Royal Flesh's um, a debut album. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was like, "Why would you buy that for No Limit album?" <laughs> That's how hard niggas is on No Limit albums. And I was like, "No, if it's Tuesday and they got some new shit, young, you buy it, young." Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. The old, the old, you go to a record store, somebody they buy one album, you get the other one. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I remember my, my, my best friend Brian, young. Like, it was a Southwest Riders, like, um, compilation mm-hmm. CD. Mm-hmm. And, that, joint, um, and, yeah, that joint was so good, you know? It was good as shit, young. So, it might have been that or it might have been something else, but it was some album on Suave House or whatever. And it wasn't like a whole bunch of star stars on it, man, but it was, um,. It was a joint like my man Brian brought to me. Uh, he was in Best Buy. He's like, man, look at this. He pointed to a joint. It was like a Twister feature. He's like, nigga, this this is a seventeen dollars song, dog. I gotta have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead and pay that. Oh, you gotta pay the five. Yeah, get that one song. You know? yeah, that's yeah, South, that's Southwest Riders. Seventeen dollars song. Yep. That Southwest Riders, didn't yeah, the yeah. album cover? It was like it was like a, a carriage with with big Dayton's on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Okay. Was that was it that joint or the um, A Ball MJG MJG joint with um, 
starships and rockets, you know? I don't know, bro. Space days, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but the Southwest Riders joint, yeah, it was the carriage with the big ass dates on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, man. Yep. Shot the pin and pixels. Yep. I just remember always seeing that ad in the back of the source. That's why it always stuck out in the exactly. back. Exactly. Always stuck yep. out in my head. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That that and that damn human wreck album. Yeah. yeah. That, that and of course Mercedes. Mercedes. Yep. Rear end. Yeah. Rear end. Yep. That was that was the name yeah. of it. Yep. Shout to the gap. Um, all right. Um, what else we got here? Um, uh, are there any more? Oh yeah, I'm dancing. Since you want, man. Um, we're probably the only um, battle rap fans on. Well, other than K- KB's favorite battle rapper, Tay Rock. Um, Okay. Only battle rap fans to talk talk about some battle rap. This might have been the biggest week in battle rap history, man. The biggest weekend. Yeah, man. So, I, I, man, so, I wish I could. I saw bits and pieces of the um, the Easy and Hitman battle. Yep, but that's what yeah, I it was a, yeah, that was a. I see, it was a, some uh, some pretty loaded cards out there. I didn't get to see all of them. Yeah, I just saw that battle too, man. But I was keeping up with um, the battles through. Um, you know, the battle rap community bloggers, and they yeah. were giving a lot of updates or whatever. So, like, you know, one of the preeminent um, stations for battle rap on YouTube is 15 Minutes of Fame. So they had, like, half of their crew out in, in L.A. I think that's where the, um, the, um, the KOTD car was. Okay. And the other half was um, in New York for um, Remy Ma's Chrome 23 car, and that's where the easy and um, Hitman battle was. But um, let me just start... Um, as always, uh, rest in peace, Pat Stay. Um, King of the Dot did some um, some really dope shit this, this past weekend. They had a card in which all the proceeds went to Pat Stay's family. Pat Stay is like one of the greatest battle rappers ever, um, one of the most respected, um, cool white guys ever. And um, yes, sir. As, I, as I said a few months ago when he passed, like he was at one of his best friend's wedding and something, it was a Commotion outside, he tried to break up a fight, got stabbed, and that's how he passed. So, um, just heartbreaking. Um, but, like, all the proceeds from this event went to his family. Um, and even though they had some beef, whatever, man, like, Smack and his crew popped out at the event, man. It was just real, real dope. And then the performances and surprises, John, like, like I heard, like, everybody at, at one point at night cried um, in, in that building, but. They had like um, some surprise battles, like disaster and disaster battled like this dude named Holahan, and that was like Pat's like right hand man back in the day, and then they had fallen out, so that was dope. And um, like the main event, like it was a two day event, but the main event on Saturday was um, um, Sharon who's on like Wild and Out um, versus Hollow the Dom, my personal goat, and they had a dope battle. But then in the middle of their battle. Or towards the end of it, they brought out two people. One of them being um, a dude named Ilmac, who's like, like maybe 15 years ago, he might have been considered the best rap battle rapper um, in the world or whatever. And 
Jin came out and niggas went the fuck crazy, young. Like, niggas Are you serious? Since. Yeah, dog. Jin wow, out, dog. And, like, I was watching um, 50 Minutes of Fame does, like, a, a, a podcast on Monday nights called The Store Order. Um, and, like, who was on there? Um, Swave 7 and OMP, um, like, two Harlem rappers, like, your niggas, nigga. They were like, yo, Jin. The way he sounded, dog, he can come right back to battle rap right now. Like, no rust. No rust. And I was like, wow, dog. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, Jin's be on fucking 106 in Park, man. Yeah, I remember that. But yeah, dog, like, you know, everybody showed up, man. Like, um, her DNA and, and Charlie Clips had a, a, a dope two-on-two battle, man. Like, it was good to see all those dudes come out and, you know, um, you know, do all this shit for Pat and his family, man. So... I definitely um, donated to his GoFundMe when he first passed um, for his kids' education, man. But, you know, it was good to see, like, you know, for as much as, as toxic as the battle rap community can be, man, like, they really showed up and showed out for, like, one, one of the greats, man. Um, so, yeah, I think, didn't they raise, it was like $140,000 they raised. Dog, like, these were the two most expensive battle rap pay-per-views in history now. The past day card, like, you know, you're raising money for somebody, so it's going to be a little bit more. But it was a two-day event with, like, 13 battles. Like, Remy shit had, like, fucking five, six battles, you know what I mean? She charged $65. Wow. Jeez. And then the stream went out. So here's the problem about rap, man. It's a very finite community, which means they have, like, limited resources even when it comes to producing events. So, the channel um, Rap Grid hosted both of these events. And at some point, they just got overloaded and the stream crashed. Mm. So, for a $65 event, man, like, I don't know Remy's fucking, like, um, expenses and her budget and everything, but a lot of people say she's in the hole already, man, and she had to give back some fucking refunds um, for this event, man, so... I'm not sure how many, how many more events she's going to do. Like, you know, and this wasn't her fault. She got all the right people, according to battle rap that she's supposed to get. She got the dude Avocado to shoot it. She got the fucking, like, you know, um, rap grid to, like, you know, host the joint and the pay-per-view and everything. It was on point, man, but they just got overwhelmed because they did two events at one time because there aren't a lot of places that you can turn to to host battle rap pay-per-views, man. So I kind of feel bad about that, but, um, you know, People criticize Remy for that. Like, it wasn't her fault, you know, but, you know, at least they had to wear the crown, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Kind of sucks, man, but, yeah. But, um, yeah. Easy dog walk, um, hit man, um, and, uh, he made man. Stick him in common, please, the whole week. I'm like, dog, when you lose, just go away for a minute, you know. It makes it okay. Like, Geechee just lost a fucking moot what, two months ago, whatever, he went the fuck away, and it wasn't that bad, you know? Hey, man, keep on copping, please. The crowd was against me. He's talking about my girl. I was like, dog, just take your L and go away, young But Pulling the Adrian Broner. He didn't beat me, I beat myself. Yeah. You can't go to New York and talk about niggas being broke and expect to win the crowd that way, though. That's not how right. it works, huh? 
I'm like, you are a veteran. You're supposed to know these things, huh? So, um, sucks for him. Like, I'm not sure who Easy's manager is right now, but if he don't hold out for what? Lux, Murder Mook, or Cassidy, maybe? Probably not because they both from Philly or whatever. Like, they doing it wrong, young. Like, he's never going to be as hot as he is right now. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, it's just like time to strike the iron while it's hot, young. Like, don't wait till you're cold and when niggas want to say no to you. Because, like, right now, Luke's next battle is supposed to be Hitman. Like, in the middle of easy second round, he was like, oh, no, nah, I ain't bound that nigga, man. He cold. That's what Mook said? Yeah, dog. Mm. So, yeah, man. Everybody wants the hot nigga right now, you know? Personally, I would wait to get um, easy because um, you ain't going to beat him right now, you know? Mm -mm. Yeah, he is people, on a serious hot streak right now. People love the way he rap. He get right on in, in a nigga neck and start talking to him, you know? And he be like, like it's like motherfucking surfing AMG mode, young. Like you ain't beating that right now, you know. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to Easy Man. Get your bread, you know. Um, yeah, man. Two dope events, man. Um, even though Remy's Remy's drum was kind of messed up or whatever, like the VOD popped up later on that night, so you could watch all the battles. Um, you know, for whatever, however long they're gonna be up and shit on VOD, so. Um, that in the past day, man. Like, good good weekend for battle rap. All right, frame that, y'all. It's gonna be the longest battle rap segment we ever have in this podcast. It took Danny returns again, and we got somebody like like like, like James Snow or some shit, man. You just call it the All Harlem right, the um, Harlem nigga with Harlem no nigga bread segment. segment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that'd be all. Um, <laughs> I um, who else has been making noise this week? Uh, this week, uh, man, same. You guys got anything, man? I've been on this fucking like this Joe Budden shit the past three weeks, and um, I don't know what else is out here, man. Nothing really stands out. Yeah, I don't have anything. Yeah. I'm getting tired. I think we talked about last week. I'm getting tired of these fucking like media outlets using these old washed up rappers to get these motherfucking clicks. Sean. What's the la What's the latest example? So did we talk about Big Git last week? Yep. Yep. Um, cannabis is making this run now. I, I think he was he was on Math uh, Math Hoffa's podcast. Uh, Mike's for an opinion. I'd be scared to click these joints because I just don't want these niggas looking washed, young. Yeah. What? Not even just washed, but like bitter, young. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Like, oh, man. Y'all remember Zsa Zsa from Zsa Zsa Dipset? Dipset? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Boy, that's a blast oh, from the God. past. Yeah, no bull. Dog. She got some shit where she got a beef with Jim Jones, young. And I think, like, you know, everybody's favorite thing to do in rap right now is call each other rats and shit, you know? So I think, like, Whack 100 or somebody called him a rat. She was like, it's true, but you don't have the paperwork like I do, whatever. Dog. On the collier. 
I didn't say this, somebody on the call just said it. They said she went from kicking it with Jim Jones to looking like Mama Jones. Damn. Wait. Damn. Boy, the collie is ruthless, boy. Lord. They are, yeah. Were they wrong? But they well, yeah. They like neck and neck, yeah. But are they are they wrong or? Everyone can go to MREC TV right. on YouTube. Okay. And I think his latest vlog has her talking about Jim Jones. And there is a a thumbnail on the video. Get it, girl. Mm -hmm. That was her, her single. Um, that's all I got there. But like, oh yeah, I forgot this. This joint, like, on the Joe Budden shit, young. Like, man, also on the collie. Like, they actually just like reposted the shit that was on Reddit. Cause like that Joe Budden um, podcast, Reddit, young. Them niggas are fucking like head detectives, young. They got all the fucking receipts, young. So niggas like, man, why we hate on, on Michael B. Jordan? They were like, nigga, do you know his fucking like history? Like, he's hated on um obviously Michael B. Jordan, ASAP Rocky, Brent Fires, J.R. Smith, Derek Ward, I remember that one. Um, and obviously Drake, like, among others or whatever. Like, he got a problem with every nigga that women find attractive and shit, young. Hmm. Like, if he ain't the center of attention and shit, man, like, it gotta be a flaw with the nigga and shit, man. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah, beef with Derek Ward? So, that's the thing, like, that, that just, like, blows me about this shit, young. Like, I am a real big Joe Budden fan, so I know most of his fucking catalog. So, he had this series of, like, you know, um, like emo songs called Ordinary Love and like when he's like raps over like Sade beats or whatever um and I think this was actually the he this joint he actually rapped over a Frank Ocean beat um and he detailed a whole fucking like story about when he was dealing with Esther Baxter or whatever and she supposedly like went to LA to do like for an acting gig or whatever and he was like, he kept trying to FaceTime her and fucking use Uvu. You guys remember Uvu? He tried to use Uvu, whatever. He's like, meanwhile, she fucking Derek Ward. And I was like, um, is this like real at the time? And then soon after that, like, they broke up and shit. I'm like, it must have been. And I'm like, this nigga name dropped Derek Ward, a second string running back from the Giants on a fucking song, you know? That's crazy. Yes. So as soon as the dead joint said Derek, I'm like, yeah, man, it's some validity to this because like that definitely happened. Mm. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, man, but you know, a lot of a lot of your favorite artists, you know, they got issues, young. Know? But that's what kind of makes their music so good, young. Know? Like you know, favorite singer of all time is Marvin Gaye, man. If you ever get a chance, read Divided Soul, young. He had issues. And ultimately, like, many of those issues killed him, young. 
So, yeah, man. Um, I'm not sure how long I give this fucking podcast um, as it's in its form right now to survive because whatever he's like had these other niggas to perform to, man, Flip is not going for that, young. He is. That nigga's plutonium, dog. And that's where it's going in, man. Plus, man, I, I can't be looking at the list of four wigs. Um, like, yeah, the, yeah, the wigs are pretty bad. Yeah, they are, yeah. Must be getting ready to do it. That's how it would be. Yeah, I said it. All right. Um, we got any... Um, Daddy, you got any tanks? You got any tanks saved up? Possibly. Oh shit! Everybody dropped, y'all. Everybody dropped. Y'all. I guess that means it's the end of, our, know, show. It's the end of our show. It's Everest podcast, podcast, and we out. Not a hold on this song. No slide. Hold on this song. No slide. No slide yet. Well, how about Danny? I'll just cut it. How don't? How about Danny? I was gonna say, Danny start off and doing his bar for a second. See how long it takes people to catch on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. like, so like, so like, so like, fan still here. And like, so you introduce him as, and we got Bob. What's up, Bob? And then he go in and do his oh, you, bar. You, you good with that, Danny? Yeah, we we you need that that facsimile Bob out out, out here in these streets. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Now, but see, it's so good. I just want to see people go and get it. All right. yeah. We ain't got to do it the whole show. Let's do it for like maybe five minutes and see if we can catch <laughs> Okay. All right, all right, all right. All right. Three, two.